Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or if you use Apple to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. Now, I've mentioned it on a couple of previous podcasts, uh, my friend Kylie. Uh, Kylie is a young lady that I used to work with and somebody I love and trust, and her and I occasionally get coffee. And last time we got coffee, I asked her point blank, hey, hey, Kylie, what are some topics that we should tackle on the podcast? And we've done a couple episodes with her ideas, and today is another one. And she said, Travis, she goes, I respect you, I trust you, I always get a lot of insight from you. She said, can you please do an episode of just sharing some of the best advice that you've heard, that you use, that you've internalized? And so that's what we're going to do. And I think what we're going to do is I think we're going to have a couple different episodes on this because I was just trying to process, like, what are the things that I've really internalized that have made a difference to me? And I'm not saying it should make a difference to you, but I'm saying it made a difference to me. And so you can hear me out and then decide for yourself if it's valuable or if it's crap. And so I'll let you make that decision. And so I thought, let's just go through some of these because these are things that have become guideposts in my life and and some of the people that I'm around. And so, I don't know, maybe they're valuable, maybe not. Let me know what sticks out to you. What do you disagree with? What are yours? We would love to know what are yours? What are the advice that you've received that have made a big difference? Because I can learn and grow, and everyone else can learn and grow too, so we need to help each other. So here are mine. I'm going to start. Today is going to be my, my first five. Number one, and you've heard me say this a million times, so I'm kind of a broken record. We need to do the right thing for the right reason. And I think oftentimes it's easy to do the convenient thing. It's easy to, to maybe not share something because we don't have to deal with repercussions if we do or not point out something that needs to be pointed out. Or we can just fudge something a little bit because eh, it doesn't really matter. And so what I think I've learned over time over and over and over again is when I do the right thing for the right reasons, the short-term impact might not be the best for me, but the long-term impact is. One example I think about when I used to be in my prior life, uh, being a portfolio manager, uh, for, for companies who invest in real estate through us. And, and so I used to manage their investments, hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. And every quarter I would have to report on what happened. What did we do? How did it go? Where are we going from here? And I remember there was one particular moment where we made a mistake. I made a mistake. And I could have hid this mistake it could have easily have been hidden. We could have glossed over it. We could have framed it a little bit differently. And my, my co-PM at the time, him and I talked, and we just said, no, we, you know, no, we need to do the right thing for the right reason. We need to be transparent about this. Let's be honest, because being honest is the right thing, even though there could be some blowback on us. The client could get upset with us. Maybe they'll lose trust in us. But we said, no, we have to... We have to be honest about this. And so we shared it. 
and, and we, we put together a written report and then we usually go share that. We present what happened to the client. We'll fly out to the client, whether it's here in the U.S. or abroad, and we'll go and we'll meet with them and we'll share and we'll have a conversation. And we disclosed we made this mistake. And it was a moderately costly mistake. And so the client was kind of pissed, but I think they were grateful that we were honest. And what happened in the years that passed after that is that when we just kept being honest, it didn't actually erode trust. It actually built trust because they knew that we were not trying to just protect ourselves. We were trying to look out for their best interest. We were trying to be honest with them and trying to serve them the best we can. And that actually increased the relationship. It built the relationship. We managed more for them over time because we built trust by doing the right thing for the right reason. And I have so many examples of this in my life. And every time I do this, I'm like, oh, this isn't the easy thing. This isn't what I want to do. But we got to do the right thing. And every time I do that, I'm always like, oh, I'm going to regret this. And I never regret it because it's always better to do the right thing for the right reasons. And so you know what those examples are in your life. It might be ongoing things in your life. It might be situations in your life. Some of you might have a situation in front of you right now that you need to do the right thing for the right reason, even if it's not the thing you want to do. Number two, somebody told me this, and I think this is a pretty ubiquitous piece of advice, but it really made a big difference on me. You become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that's something that it sounds cliche. It sounds cliche. It sounds like something parents tell their kids so that their kids will just not hang out with the people the parents don't want them to hang out with. But I've really learned this over time that this is so true. We really absorb the aura, the, the personality, the vibe, the mentality of the people that we hang out with. And my wife recognized this in me. There were some people that I hang out with, friends I've been friends with for a long time, that um, cuss like sailors. And what happens is when I spend a lot of time with this group of guys, all of a sudden some of these words start flying out of my mouth and I'm, I'm you know, I'm dropping, dropping some stuff I shouldn't drop. And my wife's like, come on. She's like, get, get rid of that. And I see, like, I feel that in myself. And I'm like, well, that's crazy that I'm, you know, I was in my thirties doing this where I'm hanging out with these guys. And all of a sudden this language just jumps right back into my vocabulary. That's because I'm spending time with them. I absorb them. It's also the same. If we hang out with people that are pessimistic on life and people that think that they're a victim, you'll start to think you're a victim. You'll start to think pessimistically. If you hang out with people that are just really lazy and they're not driven to accomplish anything or to step up or take responsibility of the things in their life, you're more likely to maybe follow some of those same traits. But it's the same the other way around. It's the positive too. When you hang out with people that are full of joy and optimism, and encouragement, and motivation, you feel that. It lifts you up, and it helps push you when you need to be pushed most. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's spending time with people that are honest with you. And I have a friend. His name's Dan. I've talked about him before. I have two friends named Dan, and both of them are, are key 
players in my life. And one of the reasons is because they're both honest with me. They're honest with me and they model transparency with me. And so it's important. And so I find myself gravitating more towards that because I spend a lot of time with them. And so they're really big influences in my life. And that's important to me. And so we got we to gotta make sure we're careful with who we spend time with. I'm not saying we should cut out everybody in our life, that it's not exactly how we want to be. But I think we do need to prioritize the amount of time we spend with people. And that's prioritize the people we want to spend a lot of time with and maybe people to spend a little bit less time with. Number three, just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. And somebody told me this a long time ago because I, I tend to say yes to a lot of things. I say yes to a lot of things. And people are like, Travis, you can do all these things. It just doesn't mean you should. And I just had coffee with a friend this morning and she took a job that in hindsight, she shouldn't have taken probably. Now, she didn't know that then, but in hindsight, she can say that now. And this job offered her a lot of the same, the, the, the things that aligned with her skill sets and her interests. And you just go down the list. It checked a lot of boxes for her. And so because of that, she felt like this was something she should do. But that's not always the case. I feel like anymore, I get probably two job offers a week. And they're really good jobs. And people will say, Travis, these are good jobs. They pay so well. You'd be so good at them. And you probably like them. And the truth is, they're probably right. I'm looking at some of these job descriptions and I'm like, oh man, that sounds like that's good. That looks good. But then I say, but just because I can, it doesn't mean I should. And it really helps me vet some of these things out because time is the most finite resource we have. And if I say yes to something that maybe I shouldn't say yes to, it means there's less time for me to do this thing I should be doing. And so I think it's important to always understand just because we can, it doesn't mean we should. Number four, this is one that I was told when I was a young guy, and I in turn tell it to all my young friends, my, my high school youth group friends, my young adult friends, and it's this. Don't make life-altering mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. Man, I've made so many mistakes. I continue to make so many mistakes, but not all mistakes are created equal. Sometimes we make a mistake and there's a consequence, and we pay the consequence, and we move on. But there's other mistakes that could alter our life forever. Let's not make those. And I don't even need to tell you what those are. We know what those are. We know what those are in our life, at our stage in life. And if you're a teenager, you know what those are. We talk about them all the time. If you're a teenager, you know what those life-altering mistakes are. If you're a young adult, you know what yours are. If you're 40, like me, it's a different one. And so we need to just be careful to make sure that we're okay making mistakes, but don't make the life-altering mistakes. And in the financial world, it can often look like doing something that's very risky. And if it doesn't pan out, it ruins us. And this is where a lot of young men are. A lot of young men are doing things that could make them very wealthy. 
very quickly. And it might be the best thing they ever did, but it could also ruin them. It could also destroy everything that they've tried to build overnight. That's a life-altering mistake. And that's why whenever we talk about investing, we talk about investing in a way that we will not lose. We will not make a life-altering mistake over a long period of time. So let's make mistakes. Let's make a lot of mistakes. If we're not making mistakes, it means we're not trying hard enough. We need to make mistakes, but let's not make life-altering mistakes. Number five, and I don't remember who told me this, but I remember like it landed hard. They said, when you are on your deathbed, Travis, you aren't going to regret not making more money. So in other words, Travis, when you are at the end of your life and you're about ready to pass away, you might look back and regret things. And they said, you will never regret one thing, not having made more money. And man, that one hit me like a ton of bricks. Because when I heard that, I was in a stage of life where it was about progressing, about moving up the corporate ladder, and about achieving more, and about building and building and building and building. And I really needed to hear that. Because in the pursuit of that, what was I giving up? I was probably giving up the things that I will actually look back in regret on my deathbed. And so we have to be careful. If we pursue money and we put the pursuit of money over top of some of these other things, we may look back with so much regret in our final days. And we actually did this on a prior episode. We, we talked about this study they did with, with people who were in senior living homes, people that were in hospice, that were, that were actually at that stage of life, and they talked about their biggest regrets. Do you know what wasn't on the list? Making more money. People regret a lot of things at the end of their life. Having not made more money was not one of them. And so this piece of advice hit me at the right time. And and honestly, had I not heard this, had I not internalized it, I don't think I would be doing what I'm doing now. I don't think I could have got there because I think I still would have been pursuing more. So this piece of advice, so good, so good. And I hope some of you can take that one away and say, you know what, maybe that one's one I need to internalize and really reflect on how does that apply to me? Where am I at in there? Because we can regret a lot of things in life. I don't think not making more money will be one of them. So those are my five for today. I have more. Kylie, thanks for the idea. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, let me know, did any of these stand out? Did any of these kind of turn you off and you're like, nah, man, that's stupid advice. Do you have any? Do you have any advice that you've heard over the years that made a profound impact on you? If you did, I want to hear it. I want to hear it because I can learn from you. And then if I can learn from you, then maybe others can also learn from you and we can all learn together. So I hope this helps. I hope you found it valuable. That's all I have for today. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, you can find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. And of course, you can find Meaning Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning. 
not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And as a podcast listener, please don't pay full price if you decide to buy a course. Instead, we have a 25% off deal for you if you use the promo code PODCAST25. PODCAST25 is our way of saying thank you. And if none of that's for you, you have no interest in that, that's okay. We're glad that you're here, and we hope it continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. Bye.